I'm at Camden BRI with product development scientist Rachel Gwynn, and we're discussing reformulating drinks to reduce sugar and energy content. There's quite a lot of pressure, Rachel, on the drinks industry to remove sugar. So what are the main challenges? Well, sugar itself actually plays quite a few technical roles in products, so it contributes to the sweetness of the product, but it also um, plays other roles, things like uh, flavour enhancement as well. So say, for example, when you have fruit juices, then it will be boosting the the perceived flavour of that fruit, and also mouthfeel as well, so it will add some viscosity into products. Another problem is that sugars may actually naturally be present in the ingredients or in the product itself. So, for example, in fruit juices, there will already be fructose present in the fruit naturally, um, or in milk, there's lactose naturally present. So what you then have to do is you have to look at diluting the product, be it with water or coconut water. And there are a lot of regulatory constraints as well. So, um, for example, if you want to use sweeteners, then you can actually only use them if you've reduced the overall energy content of your products by a minimum of 30%. So this is why you see um, products that tend to have sweeteners tend to have sort of 30% energy reduction claims or even 50%. And what about with regards to claims on products like reduced sugar or reduced energy? There are specific nutrition claims that you're allowed to make. To make a reduced sugar claim, then you need to reduce the total sugars content by a minimum of 30% as compared to a similar product. And then obviously there's the difference then between that and a reduced energy claim. So in a reduced energy claim, you have to reduce the overall energy content by a minimum of 30%. So in some products, you may then actually find that just reducing the total sugars um, isn't actually enough to reduce the energy content sufficiently. So an example of that would be something like a dairy drink where you've got fat naturally present in the milk. You've recently completed a project looking at energy reduction in, in food and drink. So regarding the drinks, where did you start? So we started off looking at some sweeteners in simple water solutions because we just wanted to look at them on their own with no other flavours. And the sweeteners that we selected were steviorglycosides as it's recently been permitted and it's from a natural source so lots of people are interested in it. And we also looked at monk fruit extracts as well um, as these are more of an emerging sweetener. They're not actually allowed in the EU yet but they're allowed in the States. And did you try actual drinks? Yes, so after we'd looked at them in simple solutions, we then moved through to looking at them in carbonated drinks, fruit juice-based drinks and dairy-based drinks. So can you tell me about the juice drinks? So with the juice drinks, as I previously mentioned, when you want to reduce the total sugars content, because there's already sugars naturally present, you have to dilute them with water. So that was what we started with um, and then also added in some other ingredients, things like pectin and flavouring to boost some of the technical functions. We then did some sensory assessment to map the overall flavour profile and we found that quite a few things changed. So the relative sweetness, um, the flavour perception, also with some of the sweeteners we got a difference in the level of bitterness and um, despite using thickener, we still got a few changes with the viscosity of the products as well. So there are quite a few things to consider when you're reducing sugars in fruit juice drinks. And earlier you mentioned dairy drinks. Have you done some work on dairy? And if so, what can you tell us about that? 
dairy is a bit more complicated because it can be difficult to reduce the energy content sufficiently when you're using sweeteners just by reducing the the total sugars or added sugars as um, quite a few sort of milkshake or dairy-based drinks have. Um, So you actually also have to look at rebalancing the fat levels, so adjusting the levels of um, skim to semi-skimmed milk, for example. During this work, we also looked at adding in some flavour optimisers as well to try and boost the sweetness and sort of the results that we got out of the end when we did sensory profiling were that the flavour profile did change quite a lot. The optimiser was was quite good at boosting the sweetness levels, but you still didn't get quite the same flavour profile in different drinks. So it's kind of considering through that whether if you're making reduced calorie drinks, they will still probably be different to a full calorie control. So to wrap up, have you got any tips for the industry when approaching energy reduction in drinks? It's important to have an understanding of the regulatory constraints as well as sort of the technical considerations. So thinking that you're not just taking out sugars, but you're taking out some functional roles as well. So thinking about additional ingredients you're going to need to put in, what the product is itself and what inherent issues you may have within particular products. So say, for example, the dairy drinks and having an understanding at the end that you might not actually achieve a product that's exactly the same. So the flavour characteristics or the mouthfeel, for example, might actually change in a reduced calorie option. Rachel Gwynn, thank you very much indeed.